Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 281, Inauthenticity and Self-Hatred. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So I think the topic of this episode um, maybe sounds a little bit like a downer. <laughs> oh, self-hatred, let's talk about that. But this feels really um, potentially important for people to hear, for some somebody out there that maybe needs to hear this. Um, and it's just something that I've thought about recently and um, I'm seeing a little bit differently. I mean, I guess probably seeing differently for a while now, but um, but it, but yeah, I mean, just to kind of put it out there and talk about it and um, hopefully whoever needs to hear it is going to hear it. So let's just look at self-hatred. It's so interesting. It's kind of like, um, you know, there's so much like shame and stigma. I've taught, worked with people for years and years and personally or like privately or in a group, especially, you know, when someone says something along the lines of, um, I hate myself, there's like their voice gets quieter. There's a whole looking around sort of thing. And I get it, you know, I mean, it's almost like we feel like, like someone's going to come haul us away and like lock us up if we express that we hate ourselves. Similar to, you know, expressing that we wish we weren't here. I mean, and I think there's obvious reason for that, but there's so much like, I don't know, I would maybe call it paranoia, but so much caution. And in most cases, way over caution about, um, about these feelings that everybody has. I mean, most everyone, I don't, I don't know. You can, you can see for yourself, but I'd be really curious um, I've never done any kind of poll. I don't know how that would go, but I'd be really curious to know how many people have felt at you know various times in life like they just like a real disdain for themselves, like they really hate themselves. And I have asked in groups, uh, and I've been in groups where it's asked how many people have ever thought, I wish I wasn't here or I wish I would, you know, it would be not, and this is not about having a plan to kill yourself, but just like, you know, if I didn't wake up tomorrow, that would be okay. Um, and when, it, when that has been asked, it is the vast, vast, vast majority, 80, 90%, maybe more. So I have to think <laughs> that it's even higher than that of people who have felt like they hate themselves. And I certainly have. Um, and so I think, I think to just call it out, I think to just say it's just, it's a feeling like anything else. It's not meaningful. Um, it may be really painful and it may feel really meaningful in the moment. But what I mean by it's not meaningful is just like, like obviously if you're living in constant self-hatred, that's pointing you towards something and, it, and there's, you know, something to be curious about in that. So I don't mean it. It's not meaningful, like just dismiss it and go on with life as if you even could. I just mean it doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. Like there's no, there's no inherent anything in it. And I know that when, I've felt self-hatred in the past. 
um, it's been confusing because I also, and again, see if this fits for you, I also feel pretty confident. I also like get out of bed and I'm talking more like historically, I could feel like I hate myself and I could also get out of bed and do stuff the next day. <laughs> and like, you know, and, and so it's, it's not confusing really. I think now, and for most of us probably listening to this conversation, we can see how, of course, I'm huge. There are multitudes here. We all, like anything can show up in any moment. And it's really not that odd at all that we could absolutely hate ourselves and even like wish we didn't wake up tomorrow in a moment or in a day or for most of a week or a month or whatever. And also enjoy moments in life and feel confident and and be able to just put on that face, which we don't put on, but those social masks come down automatically and we can step out into the world and do things and help people and be good citizens and all of that kind of stuff. I think there's nothing the least bit contradictory or confusing in that now. But I think, you know, for, for many years, it, it did feel kind of confusing. Um, and I think for many people it does. And, and, that's, and it's very understandable that it does feel confusing if that's the case. Because, again, we just, this stuff gets so stigmatized. You know, I remember like when I was a kid, um, I don't know if it was more of a thing in the 80s or what it was, but there was a lot of talk about confidence, you know. And now I think maybe with with children and young adults, it's more about anxiety and comparison and, you know, things have maybe just shifted a little bit in that way. But when I was a kid in the 80s, before social media, before, you know, when the world was a little bit different, confidence was like the thing. And do you have confidence? And how do we build good self-esteem in kids and all of that kind of stuff? And, um, and so, yeah, it's just been sort of under the microscope, I think. So the thing about self-hatred that I want to put out there, and you can see if this resonates, is that in many ways, and this is just my experience, so again, it may, may or may not generalize, but I'm guessing it does because I'm definitely not special or unique. Um, the sense of like hating myself, like like saying something or doing something or having this image play back in my head of me in some situation that should have been different or, you know, whatever all that is, or just a feeling, just a general feeling of discomfort that in some way gets translated into, I hate myself. Um, it, it's clear now that that was not me that I hated. That it it was... Um, it was the masks, it was the social construct, it was the me, the invisible me, the not real me that thought is constantly creating and then holding up to these standards. And so like now when I look at that, it, it feels really healthy that I hated that self. And you can look at that for yourself. Like it feels like, well, yeah, of course I did because that wasn't me. And so it's not so much that we hate ourselves, but we can feel like we hate ourselves when there's a real identification with all of this 
fake, fleeting stuff that really feels like us, but never, ever was and never, ever has been. And in fact, for me, like being onto that, so going back, I don't know, a few years, maybe several years, um, and kind of being onto like, yeah, I don't think this me is who I really am. It almost felt worse. And I don't know why. I don't don't need to make a story about it. But it was almost like, I think it just makes sense. I think it's just the thing where, you know, we can we can kind of have this sense, maybe intellectually, but but more than just intellectually. We can have glimpses. We can really have a sense that things are not as they appear, that we are not who our mind tells us we are, all of that. Really have a, a strong sense of that and at the same time feel sort of tethered to it and notice it coming up and noticing it want notice it wanting to take over and you know notice it it kind of coming to the forefront and sometimes just that tension of like oh this is here and i hate it and it's not me but it feels like me and i can't take the mask off and i can't make it go away I think for me, that's when the feeling of like, oh, I hate this. I hate myself felt strongest. But it was, but again, you know, it was, it was never really myself that I hated, which also makes sense why the next day there can just be, I don't even know if you'd call it confidence. There can just be a lack of self-hatred and moving through the world in a, you know, totally fine way. So in that way, it, it... you know, it, it does feel kind of healthy. It makes perfect sense. Like, of course, we hate the false self. And that's really a misnomer because there is no false self. But this, uh, who we think we are. I don't know. I think it's great that <laughs> I think it's great that we hate that. And and if you're in this place and that frustration comes up, I just feel now like that's a really, really potent place to be. But don't run away with it like, don't don't let it hang out there like it's a problem. It's a really potent place to be to actually do a little bit of investigation, to do a little bit of inquiry, to go straight into that feeling of what it feels like to hate yourself. And in that feeling, I mean, first just be in that feeling, like let yourself feel that because so much of the energy in that is, it's arising and we're pushing it away. We're wishing it wasn't there. So go straight into that, the sensations, like, wow, what's it feel like to feel like this? Like, I hate myself. Where is it? Is it burning? Is it feel like a brick in my stomach? Like, what's going on here? And just like feel into that sensation a little bit and hang out there. And then if it, if it sticks around or even if it doesn't, I guess, if it, it could be a really powerful time to do some of that inquiry and just be like, well, who, who is this self that I hate? Who is the self that I hate and who is the I who who hates her or him? So, you know, I, I don't, you have to find your own kind of answers and really there's no answers to that, but there's, but there's the process of looking at it, of, of just like, ooh, that's so interesting. I hate myself. Let's really look at this. Let's really feel it first and then let's really look at this. What comes up when I'm in this, I hate myself? Look at the thoughts that come up. Is, are there pictures of you? For me, it's usually some kind of flashback of something I did that 
I apparently shouldn't have done, <laughs> according to my mind. Um, like, what is it? Is there a theme to it? Is it like, is it like mine? Is it like, you're so stupid, I can't believe you did that? And they're old, grainy memories and flashbacks. Is it fear? Maybe it's fear. Maybe there's pictures of the future and you hate yourself because you see some future you. Who knows? Is it in relation to others? Often it is, maybe not. Like, look into that for yourself and just get so curious about what's what's behind this like what's how is this represented and are there themes in this and then you can take it further and really look at like who is this self that is hated where is she where is she right now can you find her in thought probably and even then look how where is she in thought do you see a picture of yourself? Do you see an outline of your body? Do you hear your own voice? Is there a conversation replayed? Like, what is it? What, what, what are we even talking about here? So where, who, or where is this self that's hated? And how is she or he represented in thought? And can you find that self outside of thought? Is there any evidence? And don't think you know the answer to this. Really look. Like, is there, is there any place this self is that isn't a thought? Often that takes us back into the body. There's a lot of times I think a feeling of a me, you know, wherever in the chest, behind the eyes or in the head is a common one. So just go into that sensation. There's some pressure behind your eyes that feels like me. Look at that. Is that you? You can go right into those sensations. Say, okay, this is where it feels like me. So is this me? What even is this? It's a little energy I feel that my mind is telling me is behind the eyes. I feel it in this kind of general location. But again, location, I don't know how you feel behind the eyes. That's kind of the mind interpreting that. So we have some thought coming in, but it's fine. Just go to that sensation. Like, is this me? Is this sensation me? Well, if that sensation comes and goes, I don't know how that can be you, but you have to just kind of go through this on your own. So look at where this, this self is that is hated and see if what you don't find, you know, this whole thing we might call self-hatred is, again, like the really natural, probably very, very healthy, very, um, very aware, like very wise uh, sense of uh, assumed me being created and pushed against. And and if that's the case, then go on and hate that self because I just can't see how that could be a problem. If you can't find the self that's hated, I think we've already kind of cut out the problem. Doesn't mean the feeling goes away. It doesn't mean this sense of a, I hate myself, the sense of I hate myself doesn't still arise. But every time it arises, you just go right into it and you look around and you see what's even going on here. And it just isn't going to, isn't going to feel the same after long. So inauthenticity is kind of, um, I kind of lump those together because I feel like it's really, 
really a similar thing. Um, maybe it's exactly the same thing, but this feeling, it's, a, it's just another thing that I experienced. Like I would have said, kind of my, the thing I would least want to be is not genuine or not authentic. Like I don't want to be fake, you know? And yet many times, and then it, again, it really kind of ties in with this sense of self-hatred. Many times over the years, over my life, I felt like I was inauthentic. But it was confusing because I think I knew I wasn't trying to be. I think I knew I I wanted to be genuine. I wanted to be authentic. Um, but it either was totally beyond my control, meaning like, I don't know if I can think of an example, but um, like maybe in a social situation when you you just want to be yourself, of course. What else would you want to be? Uh, you're coming from a good place, but then maybe you present yourself or you say things, even presenting yourself sounds like um, there's a lot behind that. But like just things come out in a way that just feels, you know, like you're kind of feeling insecure or you're just not being who you kind of deeply know you are, if that makes sense. Um, or you get defensive about something or that kind of thing where it's like, that experience of feeling this stuff arise, defensiveness, insecurity, um, hiding, like not being fully honest or fully transparent, that type of thing, that stuff arises. And at the same time, again, this is a very like powerful place to be because you know better. At the same time, you see, what is that? <laughs> who the hell is this? Because I'm here, like I, I'm here. Now, who is this masked character <laughs> that just showed up? that is like defensive or insecure or isn't fully open or isn't fully generous or giving or whatever, you know? And of course, again, that mismatch is kind of like the the origin of self-hatred sometimes, but it can feel like, oh, I don't like that. That wasn't me. That wasn't authentic. And especially when it feels like that wasn't me in a way that, you know, sometimes you just feel these masks come up. I think especially for most people when we're young and we're in different settings. I mean, think about, and maybe also when we're old, I don't know, but think about being like in your 20s and, um, you know, going to school and then being around like your best friends and then being around your not best friends and then going to your first job and then going to like extended family. I mean, there was, for me anyway, and I think for probably many people, there was a real sense of different settings mean a different Amy comes out. And that's natural, right? I mean, I wasn't doing that. I didn't want it to be that way. Um, but conditioning and just thought and all of that, all these identities, like it just felt like a real shuffling of identities and which one is appropriate for the situation. Which, again, I think is kind of the state that our world lives in for the most part. But that doesn't mean it has to be that way. And it doesn't discount the fact that it hurts. Like it's not, it's, it's takes so much energy you know, and even though it's happening automatically, we aren't shuffling the masks and pulling out the right one in any kind of conscious way. That's happening on some level and there's so much energy involved in that. Um, I remember like just thinking about careers too at one point and 
all I wanted was a career where I, this is what I said, like all I want is to be able to just like fully be myself at work. Like I, and so my mind made up rules about where that was possible and where it wasn't. Like I was never going to go work in a cubicle and have to wear like a business suit because that was not me. (laughs) And so I had to wear, work somewhere where I could wear jeans and yoga pants and then this and that and look, all these conditions. And it was obviously never about what you're actually wearing. Although I definitely would not want to have to dress up for work. Um, That's fine. That's a preference, but it was not going to make me more or less me, you know? Um, But it's just funny to see how the mind, what the mind makes of that. Like it's a very genuine, authentic desire. Like I just want to be myself. I think that's like the biggest desire of all of us, isn't it? We just want to be who we are. That's it. But it just feels like the world and then our mind like comes in with all of these hoops and limitations and conditions and all of that. And yeah. And so these masks come up and then we find ourselves feeling inauthentic. And then of course we think, well, I'm inauthentic or why did I have to be fake there? And it it all turns back on some problem with me. Um, you know, which leads us to hate the me and that's okay. It sucks in the moment, especially if you don't know better, but it's actually okay because the me that we're hating is not really the me. It's all the conditioning. So same thing there, you know, really like take it as an opportunity to look. When you notice a mask coming up that feels inauthentic in some way, just stop and be so curious about that. What is this that I'm feeling? Like what's the fear behind it or the belief behind it? And maybe there isn't one. Don't There doesn't have to be. But where do you feel it physically? Like where is it? Is there a belief behind it? Like can you see in that moment, like how is it represented? You know, can you see that maybe this was just an automatic thought that showed up that, led to some conforming in one way or another and maybe just investigating into what that looks like and feels like and sounds like and smells like and tastes like, like that's going to start to open it up a little bit. So I hope this is helpful. I think, again, I really wanted to talk about self-hatred because um, I just think it's so not what we think it is. And um, it, of course, like anything, it can feel like such a burden too. Like, oh my God, I feel this way. And then there's just the layers and layers of what it means about us and what we need to do about it and all of that. And just want to put out there that it could be just extremely simple and not only extremely simple, but actually a sign that you're you're seeing something. <laughs> like you're on to the fact that that's not really you, which is ultimately a, a really true and really positive thing. Beginning in early January, I'll be leading a brand new course, the Welcoming What Arises Workshop. This three-week course will expand on the free Welcoming What Arises class I taught last January. In the workshop, we'll lean in together, learning to fully embrace the felt sensations of life. I found this way of going straight into the physical to be incredibly powerful and freeing. I'd love for you to join us for this workshop. Go to dramyjohnson.com slash welcoming class to learn more and to sign up. The 2024 Change Coach Training Program is now enrolling. The course begins in January and is the most complete, supportive training around. See all the details and save your seat in this intimate group training at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training.